Welcome to the Batman Tasticast, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the greatest animated television series of all time, Batman the Animated Series. Our podcast offers a deep dive into each episode and a full series retrospective from two nerds who really like Batman. Seated across the table for me, you know, we're not too far from Valentine's Day, so I think I can still ask, would you be mine? Emphasis on the would, because we got some people turning into wooden people in this episode. I have Mike Staub here with me. And the end across the table from me, he might have just turned into a tree, Mr. Jordan Hugh. We spend, there's two extremes. We either spend a ton of time yes. privately prepping yes. for those yes. introductions, or we spend zero time. Zero time. There's no in the middle. No. There's no like, let there, me look for something. And there shouldn't you know. be. I agree. I wouldn't change how we do this. It says, choo-choo, choose me. And it has a picture oh, of a and train. and there's a picture of a train. <laughs> you can actually see the moment where his heart breaks. That's a great episode. That is a great episode. Too bad this is not a Simpsons podcast. No, this though. is not. Many a times we've said we wish it was. We have talked about The Simpsons quite a bit, uh, and there is Bartman, so that is nice. Yeah. By the way, out of curiosity, like I was just looking for like, oh, how many like Simpsons podcasts are there of like people doing what we do for uh, Batman Taz for The Simpsons? The answer to that question is unlimited. Unlimited. There are an unlimited yes. number of Simpsons podcasts. Tons. Not a one seems any better than nope. the other. Nope. You could really start anywhere. The main one that I've listened to or have heard about is Talking Simpsons, which mm-hmm. is uh, done by uh, a, a group of, I think they're, I forget what they call them. So I think it's just Talking Simpsons. Talking Simpsons is like the overall brand. Yeah, yeah. Because they do right. Talking Simpsons, Talking Futurama, Talking of the Hill, Um but they all, they're a spinoff of the guys who do Retronauts, who's a, oh, a video game well, podcast, huge, so yeah. some of the okay. same same people. So um, we don't have, uh, we're not a Simpsons podcast, we're a Batman podcast, so we we're going to talk about Batman. We are. Speaking of talking about Batman, uh, we have with us the return of Poison Ivy. For the second time, even though she shows up for a little bit in... Um, Fear of victory. Yeah. So this, yeah, it's the second time where we actually have a poison ivy episode, yes. but she has made other cameos. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. I think it's a pretty solid episode. Uh, I know when we had talked about this last time about what episode we were going to cover next. I know that you had said that people don't love this episode. This is not one of their favorites for poison ivy. Yeah. So if you if you do like even a quick search, really with any search engine, you're like, oh, Batman animated series episodes ranked. You'll get like inverse and a few other ones that come up with like these are the the big ranked list of episodes and people vote on some of yeah, these. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. and Eternal Youth actually comes pretty far down the list, but I actually like this episode. Yeah, me too. I, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, it was good to see Poison Ivy back. Um, I, I actually don't like it as much as Pretty Poison. No, Pretty Poison is a better episode. Yeah. But I think the thing with it is having her back is cool uh, as the main villain is fun. Um, she's still not Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy. She's still getting there. They're getting closer. Yes. Um, it is also a cool episode because it has a lot more Alfred in it There's than usual. There's a lot usual. of Alfred. I like it. So I like Alfred. It's not that it's an Alfred-centric episode, but pretty close. I mean, he's kind of the the whole... In, in a way, he's yeah, kind of the he's lead. He's the whole yeah. plot. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of, it kind of is an Alfred episode, which we almost never see in this show. Alfred's kind of always just a supporting character. He's almost like a bit player. Right. Um, and a lot of times he's used as kind of like a comedic foil for Bruce Wayne being yeah, a lunatic. Sure. And he is uh, independently funny in this episode yes. as well. Yes, I like how so. sort of put out he is by his girlfriend. Yes. So we have a new character yeah, to welcome to the animated Alfred's series. Alfred's girlfriend. Alfred's girlfriend, Maggie Page, yes. who I have to admit, for years, 
I think even up until recently, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Dr. Tompkins. Dr. Leslie Tompkins, I always thought was Alfred's girlfriend. I completely misremembered that. No. So it's this woman, Maggie Page, who is only in this episode. Yeah, she's only in this episode, and I don't know if we have another Alfred girlfriend, but... No, I don't think so. I don't think so, but it is interesting to see that because we never see Alfred's relationships with anyone else before or after other than Bruce Wayne. No, I mean, it is nice that we kind of like get to see some of Alfred's life outside of just working in that house and dealing with Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Um, I have to say, she is so charming. Oh, she's great. She's great. What a great character. Yeah, I was never... Listen, I've never sit around having the thought like, oh, what would Alfred's girlfriend be like if he had a girlfriend? But as far as girlfriends go, she's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, especially she's, she's the right amount of like retired and having fun sure like that's kind of her whole vibe and she's like pushy for alfred in a good way like get him out there and doing things unusual question to consider so this episode is called eternal youth it involves the eternal youth spa getting back your youth obviously alfred and maggie are the predominant characters and they are a bit older how old do we think animated series alfred is so we've we've come to the conclusion that batman is probably what 38 38 to maybe 40. So he's probably 40. I would assume that Alfred is somewhere... I would assume that Alfred's probably about the same age as the Waynes. So you think he's like hedging 70? I think he's getting close to 70. He's probably in his in his mid to late 60s, I would think. Sure. It's just hard to imagine. And I, I got to be honest, I don't remember how much more of Alfred's backstory mm-hmm. we get in the animated series. I don't think very much. No. Um, we know from comics and from movies... Um, the Alfred backstory that I feel like was not always there yeah. and they kind of added later was that, okay, he was part of like the British Secret Service or yeah. something like that, yeah. like an MI6, MI6. type thing. Yeah. Um, and then for whatever reason, he retired and went into service yeah. and serves the Waynes as their butler and, of course, Bruce's caretaker. It's like the weirdest backstory yes. ever because it's yes. like, why would you go from secret agent to butler? Um, He's the butler for Batman, though. It's true. Well, then here's the thing. It's like you almost have to adopt that because the things he does for Batman are like way above yeah, what like, a normal person can do. He's like a do. field medic. He's like a tech guy. He's got a little bit of everything. Right. I mean, at minimum, he seems to have served in a war. Yes. At some somewhere. way, shape, and form. Yeah. I don't know if, in 90, if he was in his 60s in 1992, if he was old enough... To have been in the Second World War, I guess so, right? Because that would have been fifty years earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. If he's if he's in his sixties in ninety two, he served in World War Two. World War Two. Yeah. yeah. I would say. Well, if he's in his late sixties, if he's like right around seventy seventy, like late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. Because then that would have been fifty years earlier. He could have been like eighteen, sure. nineteen. But then I'll, we also have to address like this animated series. The time is vague. Yep. It's like, are yep. we in? We've always said, like, it could be 39, it could be 59, 59 yeah. you know, and in which case he fought in maybe World War One. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's very confusing, um, and it purposely makes it so so that you really can't pin it to any time period. Sure. I'll, I'll say this. Just based on animation, yeah. he's got white yep. hair. Yep. He's bald. And maybe the beginnings of some wrinkles, and he's bald. Yeah. Um, and Maggie, his girlfriend... Seems to be a woman of advanced age, yep. if not outright elderly, and she's got like gray hair and yep. a, you know a different sort of body type that we yeah. associate with like the older aged characters in the series. And yeah. I, I'd be comfortable saying seventy. And then when you see the Waynes, and we'll talk about more of that in 
um, the next episode, uh, Perchance to Dream, yeah. um, when you see the Waynes... They look 70. They look, they look like, retired. They look like they're in their... Reti- well, they're clearly retired, right? right? They're re- in their retirement years. So I always considered Alfred to be a contemporary in age to Thomas and Martha Wayne. That makes sense. So I would say that he was probably... You know, regardless of whatever situation was going on, he's probably somewhere around 25 to 30 years older than Bruce Wayne. Right. Um, And that changes over time, as we see in the Batman, right? Bruce Wayne is clearly like a kid of the early 2000s, right? He's he's clearly like late 90s. He was clearly born in like the late 90s, early 2000s. He's definitely someone who grew up listening to My Chemical Romance. (laughs) I don't I don't just say that because of the eye makeup, but like the hair too, and the hair, but like that makes that makes sense. Sure. For a contemporary character, for someone who was born in the late '90s, they would have been maybe eight, nine, ten years old when those records were coming out. Right. And Alfred and that, in that, no, instance. that makes I, I love that actually. Yeah. I think it makes total yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes total yeah. sense. And obviously, you know, when you see like his love for like classic American '60s and '70s muscle cars, you're like, okay, because his dad is probably a child of the '60s and '70s, right? Um, so or maybe the '50s and the '60s. So then you've got um. Then you got in this show. It only makes sense that Alfred is probably just past what we would consider retirement age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but clearly not able to retire. No, unable to retire because he work. His <laughs> boss is Batman. Right. When your boss is Batman, Batman will never retire. That's right. Um, as we can but see, but sometimes with, your boss gives you a vacation. Yeah, and sometimes the boss says you should go to that spot. And sometimes you almost die yep, on that vacation. And that vacation, someone. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look at some IMDb trivia. So, um, this is the only appearance of Maggie Page. She was created as a possible love interest for Alfred, but was never used again. I guess that is a pretty difficult character to use, right? Alfred is not the main character of the series. It's going to be hard to kind of shoehorn in his girlfriend there. Um, and she's played by Patty Edwards, uh, who's a prolific UK, US film and television actor with about like a million voice acting credits. If you look at her IMDb page, I mean, it's like pretty crazy. Like yeah, hundreds of yeah. credits. Yeah, so. it's it's wild. And I love her voice. It's really yeah, she's, cool. She's she's great. She's fantastic. She's great. Um, Poison Ivy is using an alias for most of this episode, which is Daphne Demeter. Oh wow! Uh, which is a giveaway, uh, <laughs> as um, uh, we'd remember Demeter is the goddess of grain and the harvest. I think from Roman mythology. And then uh, Daphne was a nymph who was turned into a laurel tree. That should have some bearing on this episode, of course. Um, it's funny that IMDb trivia mentions this because I mean Batman himself mentions that it's a giveaway yeah. in the yeah. episode, yeah. so it's hardly trivia, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, Alfred's behavior after ingesting the Demetrite or Demetrite is uh, a clue to the plant's transformative effects. In particular, the way the sunlight restores his strength, it's indicative of photosynthesis. So we will yeah. actually see, very notably in this episode, they actually animate the sun's rays, yes. which they don't usually do. Got to get all that chlorophyll. Right. And we know that J.J. Uh, Abrams and Spielberg must have been a big fan yeah. of seeing the sun's rays oh, man. animated. Yeah. They, they're like, don't, give me that lens flare, baby. They loved it. Uh-huh. <laughs> J.J. Abrams is like uh, Spielberg Jr. That's right. But not as good. Not as good. Sorry. Um, sorry. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Um, This one's one for Mike. The climax of the episode was adapted uh, into a stage in the SNES game, The Adventures of Batman and Robin. Yes, it was. So I I think this was the same game that featured the the sort of dual double trouble coaster from uh, Be a Clown uh, for the Joker stage. And, you know, I was actually, funny enough, I was just talking about this on on another podcast I'm on, uh, the Hall of Fame video game podcast. You can uh, listen to Uh, that. Name drop, name drop. Yeah, name drop. Uh, We actually just covered Arkham City. Uh, And on that episode, we were talking about Batman video games. And uh, Batman has always kind of had, 
at least at least decent video games. There he's done some a little stinkers. better than the other superheroes. He's yeah. done much better. Uh, and uh, the Super Nintendo, The Adventures of Batman and Robin game is actually excellent. Awesome. Uh, and that's uh, a really good 2D beat-em-up. Does um, it look like anything? Oh, yeah. Like, are like the, the graphics cartoon. like okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they yeah. are. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like the animated series. Oh, great. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Uh, and, um, yeah, the, 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 the dual coaster was great. And um, I remember this stage in the video game being very fun. Excellent. Um, this one's another sort of obvious one, but all the employees of Poison Ivy's Eternal Youth Spa are named after plants. Yep. Uh, hence Violet, Lily, even Poison Ivy, and the alias Daphne. Did you get the vibe at all that this was almost like, the way it was themed, like I almost was like, this almost feels like it could be a Maxi Zeus location. Oh, yeah. Right? Because well, they're all in, well, like, the two girls at yeah, least, they're like, in like these Greek. Yeah, like um, goddess clothing. Goddess clothes, or I was even going to say, like, they look like the servants in, like, a yeah. Greek yeah. house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like the, the, the ladies of House Batiatis <laughs> from Spartacus, the Stars series. Oh, man, you love that show. I, do, I love the Spartacus series because it's incredibly depraved. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Like, just depraved, righteous trash and that's, television. that's Jonathan from... From yeah, that's the mummy, so right? <laughs> John Hanna plays Batiatis, who is like the sort of villain of the first season of Spartacus. But then, unfortunately, the lead of that show, yeah. Andy Whitfield, passed Pass away. Yeah. And then they were kind of like, oh, what do we do? So what they did was very, very smart on Stars' behalf. I think they delayed a year. Yeah. And then they did a season that was a prequel season that didn't have Spartacus in it at all. And basically it was the story of Batiatis, who's John Hanna, and Lucretia, who's Lucy Lawless. <laughs> But yes, all the women in that house dress like uh, Violet and Lily from this episode. We're not going to get more into Spartacus <laughs> right now. We did a wild Spartacus <laughs> tangent today. I'm very happy. Yeah, you know, uh, some people come here for the tangents. I from, hope they do. From what I've heard. Well, uh, the show's very dry if we don't yeah, do tangents. Yeah, yeah, we got to do tangents. We got to do 10 minutes on Penelope Pitstop. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> well, actually, that's like, that is, it, it, that's the, the struggle. Yeah. Of doing a show like this. Yeah. And my heart goes out to anyone who's listening who either listens to other podcasts like ours or who does a podcast like ours where it's like, you could just read the synopsis yeah. and cover the material yeah. pretty straight yeah. and just ask for some thoughts here and there. Or you just let yourself talk about whatever. Yeah. And that's usually yeah. way easier to listen to. And it's more fun. It's more fun. For us. We we like to have fun here. We, we have fun here in the uh, batman test case. Um, <laughs> En route to the spa, Alfred grumbles, I've been shanghaied. Uh, Shanghai is a slang expression used in the United States and Great Britain for being recruited into the Navy or forced uh, into trickery and then forced to continue serving. I feel like that would have not appeared had no, the episode been made no. now because that sounds that's, sort of offensive. It seems like it's probably um, not PC yeah. in 2023. Not PC. Uh, Maggie drives a Roadster. Awesome car. Yeah, very cool car. It's got a right-handed driver's seat, so I guess this is a car that was imported from the U.K., and then uh, when Batman's driving back into the Batcave and notices that Alfred has added all this plant life to it, um, it's never stated how the plants are going to survive. In a cave? I don't think that's a plot hole. I think that's just like Alfred has lost his damn yeah. mind. Yeah, he's gone crazy. <laughs> right? Yeah. The plants are going to die in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. bats are going to eat them. <laughs> -da 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 -da. Um, that's it. All right, listen, anything else before we dive on in? No, I'm good, man. Let's eternal youth let's, use this thing. Let's eternal youth it. All right, we get our theme song. We get uh, a pretty cool title card. Uh, so it's a sort of this sinister-looking tree. It looks suspiciously like a hand. The so tree. It's got like five main branches. Stay away from uh, the tree. Creepy music, which uh, it's not quite Poison Ivy's theme, but it, it almost sounds like a play on the theme. Yeah, a little bit. 
like um, a variation of a theme. And if you look closely at the bark, just the way it's drawn, it seems very unnatural looking. Yeah. Not like it's a person, but just it doesn't look like wood grain. No. Um, no. So pretty cool. This episode is directed by Kevin Altieri, the man himself. Yep. And written by Beth Bornstein. This is the first time we yeah. are seeing a Beth Bornstein written episode. And now this this episode airs um, early, right? This episode airs uh, 16th. Yeah, which is funny because uh, it's only seven episodes away from Pretty Poison on which, the broadcast side. Which is, which is uh, very short. So I guess they were like, get Ivy back quick. I think they're like, we want to do a big Poison Ivy push early to yeah. establish her as one of the rogues. Well, she shows up a lot. I mean, she's oh, yeah. in like every Harley episode posts the first... Like, Harley and Ivy's another big episode she's in. Like, she's in a bunch. Like, Poison Ivy's in a lot. No, absolutely. The show is very kind to Poison Ivy fans. Yeah. She has a lot of episodes. Yeah. It is less kind, unfortunately. Like, if you're a big Clayface fan, mm-hmm. like, you've got, like, two, three episodes tops. That's it. And you know you what? Know. I, I under- Even Freeze, the, yeah. you know, not much. Freeze just, what, two or three, maybe? Two or three. Yeah. yeah. The Riddler, two or three, yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's, it's hard. But, you know, it's good for... I like Poison Ivy. And no, I she's great. I think she's it. one of the better ones that come out of it. Also... More than Catwoman, because Catwoman is essentially a hero. Yeah. Ivy is the main female villain on yes. this show. So and, and she it, needs to have she some need, time. She it's needs it's to get her time. and Harley yeah, are the exactly. only ones they allow to even be a little bad. Yeah. Um, and, and even and, and with Poison Ivy, I feel like the escalation of her powers works well for the amount of times they have her on the show. That is something to reflect on. She's actually more powerful in this episode than yes. she was in Pretty Poison. Yes. And then we'll see that keep growing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, All right, so we start the episode. We get our first scene. It's an establishing shot of a stately manor with a beautiful garden, lush landscaping, and like this huge like dome greenhouse structure. We're going to find out later in the episode that this is the Eternal Youth Spa, but we don't know that yet. No. Uh, We pan down to this uh, middle-aged woman, I'd say. Uh, She's in a panic. She's wearing a night robe. She's barefoot. Uh, She's looking around almost like she's trying to hide from somebody. She darts down the stairs. At this point, we don't know if this is this woman's house or or what this is. I thought it was her house at first. Yeah, it seemed that way. We get this swell of dramatic music, and she runs across the property past like these topiary animals that look like the ones from The Shining. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then we see this shot of... Uh, who I think is clearly Poison oh, yeah, Ivy they from behind. I mean, they try their best to hide it, but they ain't hiding nothing. It's weird. Like, we get three shots of Ivy where they don't show us that it's Ivy, but, like, we of know. course it is. Yeah. It's like, why hide it? Yeah, they don't have another character that has that specific shade of red hair. Right. Well, her whole profile is, like, specific. Yeah, like, yeah. you can even see, like, the um, the serrated edge of, like, her boots or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. that design she has. Yeah. Um, but she's got that cool gun. She has a very cool gun. Yeah, so she's wearing some kind of like gas tank and has like a gas gun she's yeah. holding. I was like, okay. So she, we've upgraded the yeah, tech yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, here yeah. for Poison Ivy. Um, so yeah, listen, she she runs this woman across the property until the woman is basically like out of breath running through the woods. Um, she uh, collapses. And then we finally get the first real shot of Ivy, even though it's in shadow. And we hear the... Plink, plink. Yep. Like in the, um, it's Ivy's theme. Yes. Like we get the melody yes. of Ivy's theme. Yes. When she's revealed. Um, we hear the woman, you can't do this. I've seen what you've done to the others. Please let me go. I'll pay anything. Ivy's response, you've done enough damage with your money. Oh. <laughs> uh, so this woman, we find out her name is Mrs. Thomas. Um, she calls Ivy evil for whatever it is she's done. We don't know what she's done no. to quote unquote the others yet. Yeah. Um, but Mrs. Ivy, uh, sorry, not Mrs. Ivy, oof. Uh, 
Ivy counters that Mrs. Thomas is the one who's evil because apparently she has, of course, leveled a 1,000-year-old forest uh, for a strip mine. Yeah, that's, uh, once again, Ivy. That is a big no-no for Poison Ivy. Yeah, Poison Ivy, forget it. One plant was hurt, you will all die. Yes. She's definitely got the nuclear option when it comes to plants. (laughs) Like, I understand the importance of, of keeping the wildlife and... And the vegetation, you know, healthy and and strong is very important for the planet. But uh, yeah, Ivy's um, Ivy don't Ivy has no chill, no chill when it comes to plants being hurt. No, again, I, I mean, we'll see more in this episode and and how she is villainous. But again, because Ivy mostly picks on the rich and powerful, and mostly people who really are threats to the yeah. planet. She does come off still of as pretty sympathetic. Yeah, there's there's definitely something where it's like, oh, you can understand why she's upset. Right. So there is that element, too. Yeah. Anyway, she hits this woman with... It seems like the gas is just, like, a paralyzing gas. Yeah. And then there's a moment of foreshadowing where she kind of, like, picks a twig out of Mrs. Thomas's hair. Yeah. Um, You and your kind owe a debt to Mother Nature, and I'm going to see that you pay it. Um, And Ivy walks away leaving, like, this sort of terrifying image of Mrs. Thomas, like, with her hands thrown up over her head looking scared. Uh, and the posture she's in looks a little tree-like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, almost, I guess. almost. Almost like a tree. Yeah, I don't know if we know where it's going yet, but that is where it's going. Also, like, the gas is, like, green and stuff yeah, like that. So it's totally chlorophyll. I, they're, they're really hinting to us, like, she's going to be a fucking tree. <laughs> I mean, you know. I am Groot. <laughs> you think Poison Ivy would get along with Groot? I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, I, think, I think they'd be best buds. I don't know that Groot would like her. No, no, no. She'd like Groot. She though. would love him. Yeah. That might get her away from Harley. Oh, well, hey. Uh, yeah, so there you, you go. Know, kite man couldn't swing it. <laughs> What's hell his catchphrase? Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. There you go. <laughs> couldn't remember hell yeah. Uh, we get an establishing shot of stately Wayne Manor. Daytime. Inside. They're in like the workout room. Yeah. Not the Batcave. No, no, no. Bruce is, Bruce is like pumping Bruce's some gym. iron, man. He's pumping some iron. Yeah. He's putting up some plates. Yes. It's not leg day. He's no, it's some, definitely not. He's, he's benching. He seems a little top heavy, Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Batman needs to do a few more squats, but yeah. yeah. Um, We hear dialogue on the phone from Bruce. I don't care how much money we'll lose. I won't have Wayne Enterprises involved in an operation that destroys a rainforest. Poison Ivy heard it. That's it. Shut it down or you're gone. But listen, Bruce is on the right side here. Of course he is. He's trying to save the environment. He wants that that rainforest to live. He does. Well, I mean, it's sad that Ivy didn't do enough research to know that Bruce Wayne doesn't want the rainforest damage. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of too late. Yeah, you Um, can't do anything. She's already got her plan in in place. Right, right. He slams down the phone. I love this moment. He immediately switches from his Bruce voice to his Batman voice to talk to Alfred. And I'm like, it's probably the clearest example we've had so far that... This voice is a disguise. Whoa. And once you put the phone down, this is actually how he speaks. There's one there's one episode where he's in the Batman suit early on where mm-hmm. he's talking with the Bruce Wayne voice and then switches back. Oh, you're right. Yeah, We I, actually talked about that. And we I forget did, what episode we did, that but was. But you do get it here, here and there, and, and uh, this is definitely one of the coolest times it happens. Sure. Well, I'll say this. This is another clear example. Exactly. But yeah, it's, it's a clear example. Well, to be fair, it's a clear example from the other side. We're seeing oh, him right, right. talk as Batman, but right. he's Bruce Wayne. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so Alfred is answering Bruce's mail, and he's received a VHS tape. Sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, from a company called Eternal Youth. And so Alfred plugs the tape into I, a VCR, into the huge flat screen television. I don't know television. what that is. That thing's ridiculous. I don't know. Batman just got off the rotary phones. Yeah. So just, you know, time it, is meaningless. It, we didn't even have flat screen TVs. No. 
uh, yeah, it's just in the nineties. It's Batman. Yeah, it's, it's rule ba- of cool. Batman whatever. stuff. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't uh, we don't look too far into it. <laughs> so this is the kind of tape only rich people get. Yes, it's a, a yes. personal commercial. Yes, addressed specifically to Bruce Wayne. Uh, there's two beautiful women, a brunette named Violet and a blonde named Lily. Ooh. And as we talked about before, they are dressed in the manner of these like sort of Greco-Roman young women. Uh, oh my, they even speak in unison, quips C- Alfred. Caddy Alfred's back, baby. Uh, and they're advertising. Yeah, he's very catty. <laughs> they are advertising some kind of a spa. Yeah. Um, we get another exterior shot of Wayne Manor, and then this hot little roadster pulls up, uh, literally driving through, I said, you know, animated sunbeams. Yeah. Inside is Maggie Page. Um, she's in like a fitness outfit or something, like yeah. active wear, but active wear from like the 1950s. Yeah. And she's like doing like a little jog. She jogs up to the door. She knocks. We cut to the inside of the gym. Uh, Alfred answers it. She gives him a big smooch. Yeah. And we get from the body language here, yeah. these two are together. Yeah. Alfred's got a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love her voice performance. So I think good. She's awesome. Like very spunky. Um, so yeah, now she's taking a look at the tape and she's pretty interested. Yeah, she's, she's like, much more interested than Alfred and Bruce. I'm going. Yeah, she, she's the one that actually makes this happen. Um, so uh, we're hearing the girls talk about Dr. Daphne Demeter, which, come on. Yeah. Um, so she's created a program, you know, like in two days at the spa, you'll look and feel years younger. Bruce has no interest in going. The line he uses is, my weekends are shot, which means I'm... <laughs> I'm, Bad, I'm Batman. Batman. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he offers that Maggie and Alfred can go in his place. Alfred stops the tape. I wonder what the reluctance is here. Like, does he just not want to go to the spa or does he not want to be with Maggie? I think it's, I don't know. Uh, Alfred is definitely someone who is tied to his duty Yeah. as a serviceman. <laughs> He's very shy about either wanting to go or wanting to spend yeah. time. Or he definitely yeah. seems reluctant. Yeah, I think, I think part of it is because... First of all, he knows that Bruce is Batman. Right. So he's like, well, what if he, you know, maybe there's a, he well, needs what, if, me. what if he gets into trouble? What if he needs help? You know, right. it, I get that. When you're, when Batman can't take a break, either can Alfred. Well, Maggie will say later in the episode that like, she can't believe that she saw Alfred twice in two weeks. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's, yes. so I guess like Alfred's whole life is tied up in Bruce and Batman. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I guess, I guess maybe that's part yeah, of the reluctance. Yeah, it's probably part of it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's, the reluctance is paid for a laugh. Um, so, uh, you know, she says, oh, Alfie, don't be an old fogey. A little fresh air would do us both some good. And you've been promising to take me somewhere. Alfred blushes. Oh, I'm afraid it's quite out of the question. But Mike, as you and I both know, when any man doesn't want to do something, but his woman does, we know we're going to go. Oh, you're going. So, yeah. So immediately cut right to the next scene. Very funny. The speeding roadster just like speeding down the road. We're in like the hills outside Gotham in the middle of the day. Um, heading for the spa in the distance. Um, Alfred's got like his arms crossed. I've been Shanghai'd, laments Alfred. Um, and yeah, they're heading towards the uh, the spa. We get an establishing shot at the gates. Uh, Alfred and Maggie pulling up. They identify themselves. And then we get to the plot sort of right away. Yes. Like the, the villain plot. Yeah, this, this show kind of really gets, this episode gets right to it. Yeah, the, we go inside a control room, yep. which uh, the dimensions of this control room are a mystery to me. Yes. On one side, we have like the classic like wall of screens yeah. where uh, Lily and Violet are there trying to figure out if they should let these two people in. Yeah. They're upset because they missed their targets. They wanted Wayne. Yeah. But they got these two. So they'll get Alfred. <laughs> right. And then the camera pans over and it's like Poison Ivy in the Poison Ivy outfit, her yep. back 
Her back is to the girls. Yep. She's at a waterfall. Yeah. She's holding like the the wild rose yep. from the wild thorny rose from Pretty Poison. Somehow she got out of Varkum, I guess. And out with the flower. Yeah. That flower and made it. They let her out with that deadly flower. Yes. And she is essentially saying that somebody's got to pay for the sins of Wayne Enterprises. So I guess she doesn't care that Bruce Wayne's not there. She'll nah. kill these two. Why she'll, not? She'll kill Bruce Wayne's butler. Right. Um, all right, we come back from the commercial break. We cut right to Dr. Demeter, which is just Poison Ivy in scientist yeah, garb. Yeah, they just put her in a doctor outfit. <laughs> right. I do wonder, I was like, is this what she looked like before she became Poison Ivy? Maybe. We did see her in the lab coat wear in Pretty Poison, but honestly, the animation for Ivy was pretty different in that episode. Yes, yes. Like, her face was a little rounder. Yep. I felt like she was smaller. Yep. Like, in that episode. Yeah. Like, she, overall... And we could talk about this. She looks a little different in this yeah, episode. Yeah, she looks a little different. I noticed it as well. Yeah. Like she has sort of a longer appearance, yep. a longer face. Yep. Um, they'll play with Taller. this a bit. Yeah. And then weirdly, we'll go through the whole series and then they undo that yeah. when we go to the new style of animation. Yeah. Like the next time we see Ivy, the next big change in her appearance, she's shorter yeah. and more petite and yeah. almost has like a goth appearance. Yeah. Yeah. But that will be with the new adventures. Yes. New adventures but um, Ivy's definitely one of the characters that the appearance really changes. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, um, we get uh, Lily and Violet are with her. They're welcoming the guests to her organic rejuvenation program. Har har. Har 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 har. Yes. They'll be rejuvenated all right. Yeah, they will. Um, we get her reverse shot revealing six tables of couples. All of them are older folks in bathrobes. I did spot one gay interracial couple. Way to go, Batman. Nice job. Nice 1992. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. It's literally like pink robe, blue robe. Pink yep. robe, blue yep. robe. Nope. Two blue robes. Uh oh. What oh, did we see? Very nice. Nice job. So, very Shows progressive. Ahead of, ahead of its time. Um, Alfred has no fucking chill. No. He's none. like swatting flies with a fly swatter. Um, he can't relax. Um, Dr. Demeter introduces Demetrite, or Demetrite, uh, the enzyme that is the secret to eternal youth, a.k.a. the secret to turning you into a fucking tree. Yep. Um, we get... Uh, all right, so I remembered this for 30 years. There's water that they serve, which yes. I guess has the Demetrite in yes. it, and then also, like, these aqua cookies. Yeah, I, I, it's very strange. They look so good. Yes, so very good. Like, I remember being a kid watching this and, like, how Alfred and Maggie are like, oh, these are great. Yeah. I'm like, I wanted one of those cookies so bad. But you don't want to turn into a tree. No, but I didn't care. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah, I was yeah. also like, so I would pretend, like, every time we got the Girl Scout Thin Mints, yeah. I, like, in my head, I was like, this is what those aqua cookies from Eternal Youth taste yeah, like. Yeah, I believe it. Especially because it's supposed to be, like, a plant cookie, right? Cause, well, it's obviously poison ivy, so it's definitely plants. Yeah, I don't know. I, just, I imagine, like, oh, okay, if Thin Mints had, like, could look what they tasted like, they would look like those. Yeah, yeah, they look a little greener. You know, yeah. they wouldn't just be, like, grasshopper cookies. They'd look a little greener. And yeah, have, I don't like, know. And they have, that kind of aqua vibe. And also, like... You know, poison ivy would would probably serve a mint cookie. <laughs> I right? think I think maybe. Yeah. Um, Alfred is notice noticeably sort of snarky about this whole yeah. situation. So, um, Doctor Demeter, poison ivy, singles him out. Poison pinching ivy. Sorry, great, great song. Uh, she pinches Alfred's cheeks. She's targeting him in particular. And once you see those wrinkles melt away, you'll want to saturate every cell with it. Ooh. I'm sure he wants to saturate. Um, I bet she does. Alfred blushes to eternal youth. They all toast. They eat the cookies. And even Alfred, yeah, he really likes them. And Alfred's a pretty tough tough uh, critic because he is a masterful he cook. He hates everyone else's food. hates everyone else's food. He yeah. complains about food on the show 
constantly. He does. Oh, it's going to be dreadful. He's a food snob, but he should be. He should be. He's a cook. He should be. He's yeah. clearly a very good cook. Well, she, it's, it's probably it's, chef quality. It's just so funny because I think he makes three gourmet meals a day yeah. and like maybe one gets eaten. Yeah. Maybe. Sometimes they get thrown at Mr. Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> that chicken soup, man. We could have used that in this yeah, episode. I know. That would have helped those people. It would have helped those tree people. Treeple. I have to tell the listener. We played a D&D game right around Christmas yes. time. That was yes. Batman the Animated Series. Yes. I ran it. And one of the magic items was Alfred's chicken soup mm-hmm. that could cure just any status Any status effect. effect. It was so good. Pretty good item. It's a great item. I encourage you to put it into your games. All right. Uh, we get an exterior shot of the police station. A cruiser, roll by, cruiser rolls by. We pan up to Gordon's office. He's pacing. Uh, Batman is up there. There's a missing persons case. A missing heiress. Still missing. Reads the clip. Um, Gordon also reports she's not the only missing industrialist. Three more have been reported missing this week. Batman's going to search the penthouse, and we get, like, the famous disappearing act where yep. Gordon is like, oh, yeah. I don't know where these people are. Oh, yeah. he's not there. Yeah, Batman's gone. Well, how about that? Hey, I'm just <laughs> going to sit at my desk and look stupid. I think that's one of the greatest bits, oh, like, in yeah, anything. The batman Like, even when they do it in the movies, I'm like, that's even so when Even when it happens to other people in other movies that aren't Batman related like that I call that being Batman right that's the Batman yeah that's like the ultimate Irish goodbye oh, it's, it's like your Irish goodbying mid conversation yes, yeah it's the guy's talking to you he's like oh I guess Batman's not here <laughs> like, anymore that's truly art yeah I, and I also love in movies when and they've done it in the comic books a few times where Someone does it to Batman. Oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, like, that... so that's what that feels yeah, like. Yeah, I think it yeah. happens. Dark... Bale did that. Bale does it, uh, but it's from a comic book. I think Superman does it to him in a comic book. Okay. But I think Catwoman does it to him in, in Dark Knight Rises. In Rises, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think Catwoman right. just kind of ditches. Right. Uh, we get an exterior shot of Mrs. Thomas's penthouse, because, of course, she's the, the missing industrialist. Um, he's got the flashlight searching around the wall, but he finds... The same VHS tape Uh that he was sent. Um, And we get the swell of dramatic music uh, because he knows, okay, this is is what's going on. Next scene, the sun beats down on Alfred. He's lounging inside the pool on the phone. I don't know how technology has made that possible, but sure. He can. Um, Very Gatsbyan. Um, He answers the phone while laying down, reporting to Bruce that he did ask about the lady, meaning Mrs. Thomas, as, as Bruce had requested. But... She checked out by herself two weeks prior. I'm sure she did. Yes, checked out as in permanently. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Alfred is quite taken with the place. Why would anyone want to leave this place is beyond me. Ooh. And then this is really creepy. Alfred laughs. Yeah. We have never heard Alfred laugh nope. before. It nope. is not a good sound. Um, we get this great sight gag when Alfred says that, you know, everywhere he's seen signs of nature's beauty. And then, like, Maggie's covered in, like, green yep, mud. Yep, yep. She's, like, waving, waving out. He's doing, yeah. like, a... <laughs> Clayface is back. That's right. Uh, that would be a good twist. Yeah, imagine. Um, Clayface was the mud. That would be a good twist. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that seems like a, maybe a good team-up. Yeah, Clayface. Poison, and poison Clayface seems like that could work. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty tough to fight. Yeah. Um, Bruce hangs up, but he does look concerned. And then we repeat that exterior shot of Wayne Manor uh, because Maggie and Alfred have come back from yes. the spa. But now it's like no more sunshine. It's yeah. dark. It's cold. It's gloomy. Yeah. Wayne Manor looks unpleasant. Alfred even mentions, oh, how dreary this place looks, especially after where we've been, yeah. remarks Maggie. He gives her a big kiss yeah, um, on the cheek, which I think that's like that's like a home run for that's Alfred. That's like the most, that's like, most Alfred that's third, could do. Third base plus for yes, Alfred. Yes, that's pretty good. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, 
she remarks that he seems younger, and yeah, he he seems to have a lot of energy. Yeah, he seems as he runs into rejuvenated, the house. rejuvenated, eternal youth. That's right. But I think notably, no sunshine nope. is around right nope. now. So these two, we know, if, if you know, spoiler alert, if they're becoming plants, yeah, and there's no sun for them, not good. And at least he works in a cave. That's right. Yeah, not good. Uh, we get this intense musical sequence as Batman comes home. We get a shot of some creepy trees. There's a long entrance sequence into the Batcave. We see some of like, the tunnels before. Yeah. We've never seen those before. Um, and then when he gets into the Batcave, like, Alfred has just put greenery all over the Batcave. It's hilarious. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, no, it looks really like, cool. How did this one man do this in a day? Yeah. But then you're like, oh, because he's a super plant yeah. man Yeah, now. he's become a treeman. He's a treeman. Um, Alfred has the heroin sweats. Yes, he does. And he fears all the decorating has given him a dreadful thirst. And Batman watches in horror as he drinks up some of that special green spa water because it's mixed <laughs> with the Demetrite. Uh, and he downs it quickly. He sickens and then he tips over. He actually yeah. falls over a table. And he knocks over the rest of it, right? Yeah. Uh, pretty scary. Um, next scene, we get, you know, Bruce has tucked Alfred into bed. But despite Alfred's insistence that his weekend must have been more than tiring uh, than he realized, Bruce is concerned. He goes into the other room to examine the Demetrite. Of course, because he's Batman. Right. He's going to do some tests. Batman um, stuff. Time passes. Alfred tries to sleep. He awakens as the sun is rising. Okay, there's our clue. Okay, Here we the go. The sun is up. I have energy again because I'm photosynthesizing, motherfucker. He walks out onto the terrace, spreads his arms to take in the sunlight, and lo and behold, Maggie is back. And they both feel like this almost like psychic call yeah. back to the spa. It's like it's like lost. It's like what? I don't know. I didn't watch Lost. Didn't they have to didn't they leave the island and then go back? That show's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it, but did they know. leave the island and go back? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just gonna say that's probably what it was. Here's what I'll say about Lost. I never watched it. Some of it seemed kinda cool. But it was actually more fun for me to not watch it yeah. and hear other people get upset with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best thing ever. It's uh, I had the same experience with Game of Thrones. Okay, um, yeah, sure. I liked Game of Thrones when I watched the first three seasons, but like I stopped watching after season three. And then as everyone was mad with season eight with that horse drawing um, that we all have seen the meme of. It's true. I, it's true. Everyone was so mad about season eight. I just had to be like, well, at least I didn't waste seven years or five years. God, yeah. So yeah, Lost was a show that I feel like almost everyone, not you, almost everyone in my life was watching that show. And then like, I guess it just jumped some fucking rails. But yeah. At some point, yes. They got, they got off the island, but you find out they never really left no, the island. No, because they're dead. Something like, no, they're not dead. Yeah, they're dead. They were dead at the I end? I thought they were dead. I thought the whole point of, this is a huge spoiler for Lost. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Oh whole, man, I was listening to that Batman podcast. Yeah, they, why didn't you tell us it was they lost? ruined I'm Lost that in the, for me? The episode description for it's Eternal in the show Youth. notes. It'll be in the show notes. There are lost potential <laughs> lost spoilers. We didn't watch the show. Um, I'm pretty sure they were dead from the beginning. So this was like a purgatory type yes, experience. Yes, I think so. Well, wasn't that what everyone had said when the show first started? And then Galactus. They tried, they tried to like swerve it away. Galactus. Galactus. They apparently used. Apparently, the whole thing with Lost was that there was a big evil cloud or something, and then they used that theme oh for, really? for Galactus in uh, the, second oh, the second Fantastic Four movie, which the, was the second worst movie. Right. We're not. Let's just move on. We're in the Batcave. <laughs> Batman is watching Lost. Yeah, Batman's watching Lost. I hate the show. It's not that good, but, but I have to keep watching. I, 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 I've already I, invested so much time. What am I going to talk about at work? Oh, wait, I don't go to work. My work is Batman. Uh, this Lindelof guy's all right. Oh, wait, he's off the show. Oh, man, it looks like he'll make The Watchmen. That was a good show. That was um, good. 
Batman in the Batcomputer has discovered that this enzyme affects human cellular membranes, uh, so he does this very scary experiment. He combines equal amounts of the enzyme to human plasma with frightening results like the second he adds this shit. Yeah. It turns like, into a plant that tries to eat his yeah, arm. And then he's like, <laughs> and the plant has plant blood, dude. He rips that plant apart and it, green plant blood is everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's, it's real This is some up. stay out of the basement stuff. It's, for those oh, who... <laughs> goosebumps number two. Yeah. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah, man. I remember they, they, they led up to stay out of the basement because like every episode of Goosebumps for the most part at the beginning was like 22 minutes or 30 minutes to right. cover was one book. Was that a double? Oh, that was a double. That nice. was like, I remember being a kid and being like, I can't wait till they do stay out of the basement. There's a plant, man. That was a good one. Swamp Thing was not in this episode. He should have been. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, Listen. Batman realizes this has major al- implications for yeah. Alfred, so he, yeah. he goes to Alfred's room, but he's not there, and he's just calling through the the mansion. Alfred, Alfred, Alfred! but Alfred is not there. Nope. We're back at the spa. You hear him from outside. What's that? You hear him yelling as yeah, Batman actually, from outside. They do. This would be very funny in yes. another episode, yes. but like you see the exterior of the mansion, and you hear Batman calling Alfred. It's very Animaniacs almost, but if it's Animaniacs, very Animaniacs, yeah, right? Or maybe a little Freakazoid. That's right. Yeah. Warner's Studio dun, 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 keeping dun, dun, it all dun, dun, the family. We're back at the spa. Alfred and Maggie are there meeting with Doctor Demeter. They confess they were compelled to return to the spa. She says. Already your bodies have been primed for the true value of my treatment, the ultimate rejuvenation, the promise of life everlasting. Not good when your villain starts sounding like a priest. Nah, never a good thing, Uh, especially when um, that usually ends with a bunch of people dying. Yeah, we're close. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This is a weird set piece. Dr. Demeter has like a long hospital curtain hanging in the middle of the dome greenhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She reveals Violet and Lily in... I don't know what you want to call these. They're not combat suits. They're like swimsuits, like, like full-body wetsuits. You know what they're kind of like? They're kind the of... dive suits. Yeah, they're kind of like... like It's like Ray Punk kind of like deep sea. But it was kind of like, yeah, we want spacesuits, but sexy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's kind of like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea kind of vibe if it was more ridiculous. Right. Uh, yeah. It's very like... It's very like retrofuturistic. It is of crazy uh, stuff. They both have those gas packs on that yeah. we saw Ivy with in the first scene. Um, they spray down Maggie and Alfred. Love that Joker. <laughs> it does look like that. <laughs> yeah. They run, but it's too late, and the two of them stiffen and become paralyzed, as was the case, of course, in the opening scene with Mrs. Thomas. Um, Ivy strips off her laboratory garb, revealing now finally the full p- yeah. poison ivy costume from the front. Yeah. Um, she's back, baby. She's back. We get an exterior shot of the space uh, nighttime. The shadow of Batman's glider zooms overhead, and he lands on the steps of the uh, spa using a glass cutter to make a perfect circle the size of his entire body. Oh, yeah. And that's how you know he's a superhero. Yeah, exactly. All superheroes can cut glass perfectly. He can cut a perfect circle. He learned this from Catwoman. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what he learned. Yeah. He's like, oh, Selina, teach me. That's a good move. Uh, And then we kind of get... Uh, sort of the last two scenes here, which are these two longer sequences. And actually, these are good sequences. Yes. Of, oh, very good. Um, he wanders through the greenhouse, inspecting the trees, and he gets confronted by uh, Poison Ivy. Um, she's telling him that he's going after the wrong people, uh, meaning that she's kind of appealing to the idea of justice in Batman, yeah, yeah. kind of saying to him, like, this is why I like Poison Ivy. He, she's kind of saying to him, we're both crime fighters. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. you should be on my side because it's these horrible industrialists yeah. that kill all this wildlife, all these plants. Yeah. And that creates so much more death yeah. than I create with my destruction of their lives, exactly. their property. Exactly. And she kind of has a point. Yeah. It's just, and as Batman tells her, you know, she goes about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But this is where we kind of get that seed, haha, of like <laughs> rehabilitation for her. Because much later in the series and into like the new series and stuff like that, she's basically a hero she's character. She's a hero character. You can see why Poison Ivy would be, could easily make a hero turn mm-hmm. uh, based on her heart's in the right place, I right. think. It's just that this early on, she's just a fanatic. and Which is the know, word he uses. Yeah. And the other word he uses this episode is eco-terrorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, both those words are accurate, but I, I just mean to say like we get how it's going to change yes. later. Yes, we, you can totally um, see where the We even saw going. it in Pretty Poison, which we talked about. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and now she's kind of like an anti-hero, right? She's in the Harley Quinn kind of kind of circle. Say, oh, yes, for sure now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, during this like monologuing sequence, uh, the the henchwomen take Batman into custody. Um, Batman comments about the unusual trees, and then you know Ivy kind of reveals her whole plot. She tells them that um, I tap their sap for my growth enzyme, and then she reveals this secret lab. Yep. And most importantly, the most potent most potent form of her growth enzyme, uh, before leading him to her quote unquote most intriguing trees. Um, and as we mentioned, she monologues about how she and Batman are alike, both of them striving to see evildoers punished. But while you have your gallery of rogues, I have my grove. I love that because it's a good line, but also yeah. I love that the villains seem aware of yeah. the term rogues gallery. Yeah, and they know that they're in it. Right. That's pretty fun. That also leads me to believe that they compete over who's the best. Well, but, but the we know, Joker, it's Joker does. It's like it's they compete for second place. <laughs> yeah, it's like Pepsi. Yeah, it's like you know who's going to be the second place. Right. It's like you know, um, I it's do f- obviously Joker. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's Joker. Not, it's not Joker, close. Joker wins the flawless victory. So um, <laughs> I do like this is the scene where he mentions that she did a bad job hiding her name because yeah, she calls yeah, herself Demeter. Yeah, Demeter. Who else would use Demeter? Yeah, it's like oh, of course, Poison Ivy's using Demeter. Um, There's a great quip from yeah. one of the henchmen. Oh, so you graduated from high school. Which I find <laughs> hilarious. We uh, get kind of the moment of the episode here yeah. and uh, an image that has really stayed with me. When she pulls back the big curtain to reveal the uh, intriguing trees, it is all of the petrified men and women. How intriguing. Um, yeah, tr- very good. Yeah, yeah. Turned into trees. <laughs> yes. And the trees look scared. Oh, very scared. These are some scary this is not, fucking looking not trees. Groot. Yeah, so this is a... Um, this definitely plays into the formula that this episode's kind of a horror movie, right? Yes. Especially yes. we had that opening sequence yes. where Ivy was like chasing this woman almost like Michael Myers. Yeah. Um, I mean, and now we have like the big reveal of like, these are the bodies, you know? Yeah, this is what I've done. Of course, of course, always it's like there's this big, wonderful villain monologue and she has right. to show off her work. It's like, well, you think Batman's going to just be like, oh, okay, <laughs> right. I guess I'm not going to stop you. Oh, exactly. Um Yes, we get uh, you know, uh, the music intensifies. We see Batman just looks horrified when he sees, especially Maggie and Alfred. Um, now, here's where I think standards comes in. Yes, <laughs> standards and yes. practices. Because Ivy has to include part of her monologue where she says, "Well, the bark is merely exoskeletal. Yeah, uh, they're it'll trapped. Take, it'll take months of additional spraying before the transformations are irreversible." Which is like that's something. I just feel it in my bones, Mike. That's something they had to add in because I feel yes. like the people that wrote this episode were like, no, these people are fucking trees now. Yeah. What do you want? And Batman figures out a way to save Alfred. 
Right. If this was and a comic only book, those two yes, get away. Yeah, only yeah. those two get away. And if this was a comic books, they would all be dead. Right. Because yeah. I feel like everybody else has been like that for weeks. Oh, so yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, they're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so Ivy commands the girls to spray down Batman with like the, she says, triple strength liquid version of her gas enzyme. Yeah, I'm, I was kind of upset we didn't get to see a bat tree. We get something better yeah, than bat we do, tree. Hang we do, on. we do. So it's supposed to start the transformation immediately. But Mike, and this is what's better, it doesn't work because, as Batman explains, he, of course, coated himself with herbicidal antidote. Uh, never give Batman any prep any time. Prep time. So I was just like, it's so funny that this shit is not working because he's Batman. He's Batman. And then, like, they pretty much just, they barely describe it. They're like, well, yeah, he's Batman. I have a question for you. <laughs> right, yeah. And I've seen this meme float around. Um, who is more terrifying with prep time? Kevin McAllister, Batman. I think Batman's the answer, Boy. but Kevin McAllister's pretty good. It's Batman, but also Kevin McAllister's a little scarier because Kevin McAllister wants to just—he wants you to suffer as he, long he as possible. To, yeah, he wants you to like be Batman in pain. wants you to be subdued, and he's going to arrest you and send you to jail. Kevin McAllister's like, "What horrible shit can I do to you? I'm going to put holes in your feet. I'm going to torch your fucking head. I'm yeah. going to burn your hand. Yeah, I'm going to hit you with paint cans and bricks. Right, I'm electrocute knock every you. Fucking tooth out of your head. McAllister's a yeah, villain. Yo, he's McAllister's straight up a Batman villain. He's very close to being a villain. Yeah. Like that's... call him the home aloneer. Oh. <laughs> That's good. That works, right? In one of those little refrigerators, you open with the key. <laughs> um, yeah, I Your think... cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> little Gimpy with the leg. What is it? Little, little Mo with, Mo the, with, the, with the Gimpy, gimpy leg. leg. Oh, okay. I'm going to give you the count of three. And Tim Curry just losing it. Tim Curry rules in Home Alone, He's so too. good that in Home Alone, too. Oh, that Grinch, that Grinch face. It's so good. Yeah. Oh. Um, the Home Alone, Home Alone podcast is another time. <laughs> right. Uh, Batman makes very quick work of these henchwomen. Uh, is that even a word? I don't uh, know. maybe. He makes quick work of the villainous sidekicks. Yeah, there we go. Uh, it's a good gender neutral then, term. There you go. And pursues Ivy. Um, Ivy, uh, has apparently set up like a hunter's snare for Batman, so he gets caught up in that. Does this always happen? When I, he fights Poison Ivy, he gets caught in some sort of plant trap? So here's the thing. This whole sequence... Is the pretty poison sequence. It's the same thing. Again. Again. Except there's no giant Venus flytrap. But there is kind of. Like, yeah. Again, Batman has to get out of a trap. She's firing arrows at yep. him, which she did last time. And they're coated with the chlorophyll. I guess. They are. Yeah, because I think it drips. Maybe. I yeah. don't know. Anyway, he gets pinned down, and then she gets angry because she hurt the tree yeah. behind him, yeah. which is the same thing that happened yeah. with the vaginal Venus flytrap yeah, no, from geez, Pretty Poison. They, they weren't even hiding it. No. Um... So he retaliates by throwing a batarang, notably not at Ivy. No. He throws it at the secret lab, the enzyme, which spills on the ground and then creates, how do we even say this? A giant fucking it's tree. A big tree. Um, it erupts out of the ground. It pushes Ivy up to the dome. It eventually grows so large that it destroys the entire spa. Yeah. Um, and then tangled up in the tree are the two henchwomen. Yeah. I'm sorry, the two villainous female sidekicks. I don't know what the fuck. Villainous sidekicks. I don't know. Villainous sidekicks. It. It. We're in the aftermath now. We get an establishing shot of the Gotham Hospital. Uh, cut to inside where Alfred and Maggie are recovering together. Uh, there's kind of a cute dialogue between them. Maggie says their relationship is branching out because yep. they've seen each yep. other twice in two weeks. Get all that tree. And then Alfred has the line of the episode, though it's still pretty bad. Please, Maggie, after our encounter with Joan of Bark. Pretty good. The last thing I want to be reminded of is trees. 
Joan of Bark. Um, Bruce Wayne, in particularly stupid Bruce Wayne mode, arrives on cue to tell them that everyone is going to be fine. Oh, okay, good. Nobody died. Another standards and practices thing, which is me as an adult watching this being like, yeah, the others are dead. Yeah, they're dead. <laughs> right. Yeah. Alfred yeah. and Maggie are fine, but all the others have died. No, they've, they've, they're trees now. Right. Um, so, you know, Joan of Bark is an interesting pun. Because <laughs> Why is that? Because it could be a tree-related thing. It is. But it could be a dog-related thing. It's not. But it could be. But it's not. Joan of Bark. He means tree bark. Mike. I understand that. There's but nothing it could also dog be, about this episode. There needs to be a dog villain in Batman. Well, uh, Ivy's, uh, Ivy has Bud and Lou, the two well, hyenas. Harley, right? Harley has the hyenas. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi- Harley has the two hyenas. Harley yes. has Bud and Lou, who are great. Um, but Do we like, get close to a dog otherwise? Is there a no. dog man? There's not a dog villain. There might dog be a man. Wolf. There might be a wolf villain around. Yeah, somewhere. there's got to be a werewolf. There's always a werewolf. There's always a werewolf. No, I think there is a werewolf, isn't there? Isn't there an episode with a werewolf? Uh, yes. I think so. I'm really misremembering. I'm not going to look it up because... There's I, a few animal villain yes. type episodes. There's like a cat... Well, there's also Tiger Tiger. Tiger Tiger, We'll yeah. talk about that yeah, at yeah, the time, yeah, but yeah. yeah. But um, I'm not going to get further into it. Because um, I'm not going to look it up while we talk here because I'll, I, I'm going to allow our fan base to reach out and let us know that there right. absolutely is a dog villain. They'll reach out and vehemently correct us. Yes. Be like, sure you should know more politely. that Mr. Mastiff right. Why don't is you guys episode? know everything, Mr. Mastiff? That's pretty good. <laughs> um, anyway, Bruce brought a tree as a gift because he's a big dum-dum. And, uh, but he's he, not. He says he'll he's leave. He's not the, a dum dum. We not. know he's very smart. He not, and he's not. He Alfred says, knows this. He says he'll leave the plant outside. Maggie says, nice man, but sometimes not too bright. And they leave us with that because he's Batman. We also know. You're right. He is Batman. But we also know that he's made some pretty off color, nasty jokes before, like at the end of Fear of Victory, where he goes to. <laughs> Robin, hey, why don't you send your friend a telegram? After the telegram almost almost <laughs> took out like all right, of Gotham. Right, after it and, almost killed and, and, and Dick Grayson looks at him like, really, dude? <laughs> he looks at him like, right. come on, man. Yes. Anyway, very nice of, of uh, Bruce Wayne to bring them a plant at the right. hospital. I'm pretty sure Bruce Wayne also joked around with Alfred that he was going to fire him for drawing him a bath. Yeah, Like yeah, literally drawing yeah. a picture of a bath. Alfred was just like, no, he told him he wasn't going to give him a raise. <laughs> That's it. That's even worse. That's worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, that is it for Eternal Youth. What are your closing thoughts on I Eternal think, Youth? I think it's good. It is very... It's The end is very similar to Pretty Poison. Um, I feel like it's it, not it original is. enough. Uh, you know, but I, I liked it. Do you know what this episode actually feels like? Other than like the whole Harvey Dent intrigue from the first one, which actually made that episode a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, this almost feels like... Uh, let's introduce Poison Ivy again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? We need an Ivy episode. Let's get the uh, let's get the Ivy people together. Right, because this felt very much in the vein of like another intro episode. It's a sequel. It yeah. feels like the sequel where the sequel doesn't do much more than the original. Right. Yeah. Um, I will say something I missed in this episode. Um, maybe I'm reading too much into it. In this episode, Ivy lost a little bit of her sadness. Yes. Like her vulnerability. Yes. yes. She's not. She's in the first episode, you know, she feels, yeah, she's very vulnerable trying to protect this plant, this, the plants and all that stuff. This right. one, she's very much more, obviously her motivations are the same, but yeah. like she's not as sympathetic. Like yes. her, her personality, her cause might be, might be just as sympathetic to a degree where she's like, yeah, don't destroy the earth and destroy all those plants. But like her, her, um, her whole like 
oeuvre is that the right word depends on how you're using it is is not like her whole like mood and the way she kind of portrays herself going outward it doesn't yeah. make sense no i understand like I, it doesn't that it doesn't make sense it's not as kind like at, it doesn't seem like she's trying to while we know she's trying to save the earth if this feels less of an episode this feels less like her going to save the earth and more like uh less like she's going to save the earth and um less like excuse me less like she's going to save the earth and more like she's just trying to punish people yeah no i, I think mean, that's what I, batman gets to i agree yeah i also miss the version of ivy that just has a little bit of softness just yeah. because at the end of pretty poison and in the one time we see her in fear of victory whenever that was um she's like kind of like huddled up with the flower she seems like kind of sad about things and i'm like oh there's a version of this character that is more vulnerable and more human but it's not really in this episode no and it's she's definitely more of like there's she's a bit more like there's a motherly kind of vibe in pretty poison yes this one is like this one she's like a we get a little bit of it a little a little character is evolving in this episode but maybe not displaying the part of the character that i in particular like i don't know yeah i mean she's definitely much more um she's just an aggressive like she's she's taking very aggressive measures but to be fair she's fed up yeah she's seen people treat the planet poorly for all this time and she's just over it right i will say this she's more powerful in this episode way more and at least that is cool way more powerful um okay Ranking in the series, where do you put this? Do you put this as the inverse list would have us like towards the bottom of the series? No, no way. Are you kidding me? It's way better than a lot of episodes we've carried, uh, we've covered. Um, yeah. way better. Uh, you know, I th- the one thing it has going against it is that it is, you know, not the most original. Uh, it does feel like a sequel, but I definitely think it's better than the bottom. It's uh, yeah, way it's better than sort of bottom of the middle for me. Yeah, that, so maybe that in the sixties to seventies for me, which is still pretty good, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it, it fits in. It fits it's, in. It's by no means one of the worst episodes no, of the series. No, no, no. So I, I don't agree with that ranking. It's miles better than the Underdwellers. It's miles better oh, than God, the Forgotten. Not even in the same sense. It's miles those, yeah. better than um, Prophecy of Doom. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's it's truly it's miles terrible. better than. Even some other just like kind of so-so episodes we've covered. Like there are some episodes that we've covered that are eh. I agree. This is still pretty good. But if we're just tracking Ivy episodes, I don't like it as much as Pretty Poison. So that is a mark against it. It's definitely not Um, as good as Pretty Poison. Um, It's still good. Some good imagery. I still love the petrified, you know, tree people. I love the cookies. I'll remember them forever. Very, very good. Um, But yeah. Uh, I, th- I think that's about it. I will say I'm looking forward to more of Poison Ivy. Yeah. Still love Diane Pershing's portrayal. Perfect. Um, it's perfect. We-, we will get more Poison Ivy and soon. Yes. Uh, I think that's it. But listen, Mike, next time we're Ooh, covering... It's a big one. A big one. A big one. Uh, no spoilers for how we're going to cover that episode, but uh, next time we're talking about Perchance to Dream, which is Kevin Conroy's favorite episode. And mine. And Oh, so you gave the spoiler. That's the spoiler. I was going to hold it. I've said it multiple times. No, you haven't. No, I haven't. I don't think you have, dude. Oh, well. I think you've talked about it when you talk about your top five. Well, tune in next week to find out why. Why? All right. All right. Thank you for joining us. This was the Batman Tasticast. From Mike Staub, I'm Jordan Hugh. Thank you, and see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Batman Tasticast. We hope you've been enjoying yourself as we chronicle Batman the Animated Series. If you want to support the show, please feel free to give us a review, give us a like, subscribe, leave a comment, share it with your friends, because this makes that show that much more visible. 
We also love when you reach out to us with your opinions as well as like any sort of Easter egg information that you may have. So you can find Jordan and I out there on social media or you can follow our show on social media pretty much at Batman Tasticast. See you next time.